0: This week is full-time RVing about to flourish as more Americans embrace the digital workspace. National Park Week is right around the corner. Will you help us celebrate And we share listener travel misconceptions and how we've changed our minds about places just by visiting them. This is RV Miles. RV Miles is sponsored by L.L. Beans. L.L. Bean believes the more time you spend outside together, the better. That's why they've partnered with the National Park Foundation to help you find your park and get there with family and friends. With more than 400 national park sites in the U.S., there are beautiful surprises to be found in every corner of the country. There's probably one closer than you think. Be an outsider with L.L. Bean. to episode 141 of RV miles I'm Jason and
1: I'm Abby and we are two full-time travelers who along with our boys Jack Ethan and Henry crisscross North America on one epic road trip each week we talk all things RV and outdoors from travel destinations to gear industry news our national parks and a whole lot more
0: we come to you again this week from the verde or verde depending on where the you're from valley valley in beautiful arizona mm-hmm. and boy it couldn't be a, a lovelier place to to be stuck
1: or a lovelier <laughs> day it's a little windy it's right a little windy now. there's gonna, gonna be gonna... a
0: little, little mic noise a little wind <laughs> noise little. in the mics. sorry about that but we want to be outside
1: we want to be <laughs> outside we just we're better we're just better people when we do this outside. Oh, i just like to be outside I, well, that is, that is true. Although, we, there is a misconception that we never come out of our RV. I've had that mentioned
0: to us. <laughs> we are enjoying the Verde Ranch RV Resort here. Uh, it's such a beautiful place, and, and uh, spring has sprung here. There are wildflowers everywhere. Uh, we got a big rainstorm the other day, and the river was high and fast, and... There's just a whole lot of green everywhere, which is really cool.
1: It is nice. There's a lot of space for the kids to run around and play and get some exercise. And a lot of sun. We had, I think that's why we had really grumpy children last (laughs) night. They had got a lot of sun yesterday. And then there was just meltdown after meltdown after meltdown.
0: We're lucky. You know, we know some of you are going through like 20 degree weather right now and snow. Well, they're
1: experiencing the Midwest spring. Yes. Which is you get, you know, Kansas City had a, a whole like string of really warm days. And then we've seen from some friends in Iowa and Illinois that they had. Two to three inches of snow just a couple days ago
0: speaking of the midwest i w- i was talking to this guy of, of, of a couple of years ago i think at, right after we first got onto the road i think it was in new orleans when we stayed there the first time about being We've from chicago time. well yeah that's the true. second time we were on our way there and bussy
1: had <laughs> other ideas
0: um but about living in chicago and, and what that's like and he didn't realize that it was getting hot down there in new orleans and he didn't realize that Chicago has air conditioners. <laughs> he was very surprised when I when I told him he was wrong about that and that we do have air conditioners in Chicago. In fact, it can get well over 100 degrees for many days in in many August in, in in Chicago. <laughs> we uh, get maybe
1: like four <laughs> or five weeks where it feels genuinely hot, hot summertime where you want to go down to the beach and dip your toes into Lake Michigan. But, you know, that point about the air conditioner, at least in Chicago, uh, unless you put that air conditioner into your window and purchase a window unit— Many of us don't. Yeah, have a lot of apartments don't have air conditioners,
0: <laughs> and it's all window not, units. Yeah, but.
1: <laughs> those old like you know brownstones—they don't come with air conditioners unless they go through a major rehab. <laughs> so the uh, the window unit business is alive and well in the city of Chicago.
0: Well, uh, that got me thinking. I was thinking about that the other day, and I, and I was thinking about the misconceptions lots of us have about places and. Uh, places we go, what they're going to be like when we get there and our own hometowns, what we think about our own hometowns and then what tourists think about them when they come into town. And I, so I posted about this in our Facebook group, in the RV Miles Facebook group. And if you're not a member, please come and join in the fun. Uh, but I wanted to get some feedback from other people what they have learned on the road, thoughts that they had about places or thoughts that people have when they arrive in their hometown and one another one I thought of right off the top of my head for Chicago is that there's so many people around the world i mean if you go. You go to Japan and you talk about Chicago, they'll be like Al Capone, bang bang, <laughs> bang, bang. Michael Jordan, yes, and, and that's it. Yes, that's, there's our legacy. Oh, and up
1: until twenty sixteen, it was, oh, Chicago Cubs. Yeah, no World Series for yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, but that's over now.
0: Uh, so we wanted to talk about some of the uh, some of the misconceptions that that uh, people mentioned here in our Facebook group. So let's start with Chuck. Chuck grew up in Michigan and lived near Lake Michigan. When talking to a person not familiar with the Great Lakes, he asked me if I ever swam across it. (laughs) Uh, He replied that where he was, it was 50 miles across. You know
1: what? Someone (laughs) asked us the other day if we could see the horizon, like if we could see the other side of Lake Michigan. No, for the most part, you can't. No, it's if you're standing, if you're in Chicago and you're on one of the many beaches, Chicago has a ton of beaches. Another
0: misconception. People don't realize there are lots of beaches.
1: Lots of beaches. You cannot see across the lake. If
0: you're on the other side, on a very, very clear day, you can see, see a bit of the buildings. <laughs> you can see a little bit of the Chicago skyline yeah. across. But that's But all. a
1: lot of times it's just horizon and water. Mm-hmm. And that's it.
0: Another one that I had, this was a comment that I left, is that I, I thought New Mexico was all sort of low-lying desert. And I was very surprised to find that it had 13,000-foot mountain peaks, a few of them, actually. And uh, and it's it's a very ecologically diverse environment in New Mexico.
1: When we went to Santa Fe, I don't know why I was surprised that it was not warmer. I mean, I know why I was surprised, because I didn't realize it was so high up in elevation. Yeah. You know, I expected it to be something like a San Antonio, you know, or just yeah. really, really warm. I love this one, this comment, too, about Florida. Yeah. This cracks me up. So Damien Ross said, I thought Florida had residents from Florida. I only met people from Canada, New England, and the Dakotas. (laughs) He only met snowbirds in Florida. I think depending on the time of year, probably really influences the kind of travelers you meet or the people you meet in Florida. I guarantee you, in August, unless you're in Orlando, you're probably not going to be meeting a lot of people from canada
0: (laughs) jan says iowa is not just one big cornfield and (laughs) so i grew up on the iowa illinois border right so and i actually went to high school in iowa in iowa illinois sort of the same thing the same uh, misconception people have about it being all cornfields, and that's because all the cornfields are along the highways. So if you drive yes. through on the highways, yes, that's all you see is cornfields.
1: Iowa doesn't <laughs> sell it well. Like they don't sell this, you know, this misconception that they're not cornfields. Well,
0: there's also the thought that Iowa is fairly flat, and um, my dad used to do this bike ride. Uh, it's called the Ragbri. You may have heard of it, and it stands for ride across something 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 Iowa.
1: That's great. It's that amazing. <laughs> it, but but it is a it's a it's a
0: bike ride across the whole state of Iowa, but it's very very hilly because yeah. it's because you're not going across the interstate. Interstates are flat. <laughs> and yes. the state of Iowa actually is not, neither is Illinois. Illinois has canyons.
1: Well, what I love about this thread and I, this is why we're really talking about it today is because I read a lot of these and I think to myself, "Oh, you're right." Yes, and the whole point being that Perhaps my misconception of this particular state or this particular area was one, but then I've traveled there and I realize that it's not, but I still hold on a little bit to that misconception because I think it is so ingrained in all of us as travelers. And a perfect example of that is Michelle's comment about Vegas. Yes. So she says, people think Vegas, which was their home for 10 years and they were raising kids in Vegas, is all about gambling and the strip. It's an outdoor adventurer's dream. There are fantastic mountains to climb up to 12,000 feet, canyons to repel, beautiful deserts to explore, lakes to fish and play in, and it's within a day's drive of seven national parks and numerous national recreation areas. I think that comment alone really embodies the idea of misconceptions that we can have about yeah. locations when we travel vegas yeah you think vegas and you're like viva las vegas it's bright lights big city you don't take your children yeah but we've been to vegas yeah
0: and we stayed in the mountains only you know yes. of 25 30 minutes from the strip but we're up in the mountains
1: gorgeous and yeah. we explored all around the surrounding area we went on the strip traumatized our child <laughs> won't do it again but i love that idea that you know that to me that was a great comment
0: several comments about people thinking that new york city is new york state and what are that talking about they're one is. and the same and also the same <laughs> no. thing with new jersey that close to new york city is is just like the rest of the state where we're
1: or that the jersey shore represents yes. all of jersey right
0: <laughs> where in fact jersey has lots of forests and and i think there's They're the Garden State, right?
1: They are the Garden State, yep.
0: Uh, many don't realize Arizona has a mountain over 12,000 feet and it snows. Yeah, you can. people keep talking about getting Arizo- out of Arizona now that it's getting hotter. And I'm like, come up here. Go up higher. I mean, yep. we, our friends nearby just drove up to Flagstaff the other day to actually put snow in a cooler and bring it back down here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. And Flagstaff's only about 45 minutes from yep. where we are. Another really great example of that, keeping this sort of idea going, is what Jan had to say about Nashville. Most Nashville residents don't wear cowboy boots and hats on a regular basis. That would be the tourist thing to do. And no, I don't have a favorite honky-tonk bar. I don't generally hang out downtown unless I have out-of-town guests. Nashville is actually very culturally diverse. And your comment to that on the Facebook group was, LOL, that's how we felt about Chicago-style pizza. It's mostly for... Tourists.
0: Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I like Chicago style pizza, but most of us living in Chicago don't actually eat it because it's super expensive. And unless there's right. like six of you, you can't eat it at all. Well,
1: often I think that what something is known for, what a town might be known for is generally what the tourists know it for. You know, we don't spend every weekend down on Michigan Avenue or downtown in Grant Park or Millennium Park. We spend it in the boroughs. We spend it in our neighborhoods. We spend it at the small little mom and pop restaurants. And that's what you do when you live in the city, right?
0: Yeah. I think Texans will also say that they don't all wear cowboy hats and boots.
1: <laughs> I'm going to say one more thing because I just read it in the thread and my friend Beck pointed it out. KC Mo, KCK, not the same thing.
0: <laughs> Kansas City, Missouri is, is the big city.
1: Kansas City, Kansas. Kansas
0: City, Kansas is a suburb. Is Kansas City, (laughs) Kansas. And it's on the
1: other side. It's it's on the other state. The end.
0: Well, if you want to read more of those, head over to our Facebook group, the RV Miles Facebook group. uh, And we'd love to have you to chat some more about. We like talking to our listeners after the show. It's a great thing to do.
1: We just like talking to people in general. (laughs) It's so nice to be able to connect with people while we're all enjoying the outdoors indoors right now.
0: National Park Week is next week, everybody. We're very excited about this. National Park Week every year is one of our favorite weeks. The National Park Service does a real bang-up job uh, promoting the parks over the course of the week. And, of course, this year they're stuck having to do a digital National Park Week. We love being in the parks uh, during Park Week, but we won't be able to this year. But the Park Service is really working hard to make a great digital version. And we're joining along with some other fellow uh, National Park-themed podcasts and uh, blogs and social media accounts. And People
1: who uh, support and write yeah. about and are enthusiastic about our national parks and have kind of made that their mission or their passion.
0: Yeah, we sort of call ourselves the National Parks Creative Exchange and we've sort of banded together to put our own content out there over National Park Week to help celebrate. So if you would like to follow along, come to the uh, America's National Parks Facebook page which is for our America's National Parks podcast or the Instagram or Twitter and uh, but we're not that active on Twitter No, Let don't go to Twitter. Don't we're go, the most active on Facebook. It's really embarrassing <laughs> if you go to Twitter because you're probably
1: like the last tweet's probably going to be from like six days ago. So don't go there. It's embarrassing.
0: <laughs> but you can follow along. You can read the post that we put up today on Friday that is sort of the schedule for the week and and see all the other accounts that you should be following. There are great podcasts out there And we're excited that next week's episode of the America's National Parks podcast is going to feature some of those other National Park podcasts. We're going to do sort of a clip show, a roundup of some favorite episodes of other National Park podcasts. And it's going to come out a little early, too.
1: We're going to have Parklandia, everybody's National Parks, and I believe Gaze at the National Parks Mm -hmm. is going to be joining us. So it's really exciting. This is kind of the first time that we have ever kind of banded together with some other individuals to celebrate the parks and it really is filling my heart with some joy because you know the first day that kicks off national park week is junior ranger day and that starts tomorrow saturday the 18th and we have spent the last two junior ranger days in a national park last year we were at fort pickens and we celebrated the day over at the fort with the boys and then the day before or the year before that we were in zion And the boys put on all their badges and we celebrated there in that park. And so I have been a little sad that we're not going to get to do that again this year. And so all of these activities that we have planned, in addition to all the amazing activities the National Park Service has planned, is really helping to ease sort of that desire to just want to be in our parks because they're such special special places
0: if you do have kids at home and you want to celebrate junior ranger day you might not be listening to this on junior ranger day probably after but uh or if you want to get them into the park spirit there are tons and tons of junior ranger programs that are available online for you to fill out and you can actually send them in and they'll send the badge back to you so uh it's it's a great way to Get, get a little bit of learning in if, if you want to, if your kids have been home for a long time now.
1: <laughs> or just to change it up and have something new to do, right? It's always nice to have a ton of tools in your toolbox. All right, we're going to take
0: a break. And when we come back, we're going to have the answer to last week's Brain Teaser. Uh, plus, we're going to talk about the future of full-time travel. I think we've got a lot of interesting thoughts to share with you on this. We'll be right back.
1: While we're all staying in one place, now is the perfect time to dream about travel and plan that epic future road trip. And Road Trippers Plus is the perfect way to plan your route and find great stops along the way. A Road Trippers Plus subscription allows you to add up to 150 stops ad-free, which means you build the adventure of a lifetime. A Road Trippers Plus subscription is normally $29.99. However, RV Miles listeners can save 20% off with coupon code RV Miles. Nine one seven X, all one word at checkout. That's twenty percent off Road Trippers Plus with RV Miles 917X. You can find the link in the coupon code in the show notes at rvmiles.com slash one four one.
0: It's time for the answer to last week's brain teaser. You ready for this one?
1: Is this the really long one? I'm gonna go take a nap. <laughs> Can you just wake me up when it's over?
0: Hey. No
1: offense, but hey. actually I'm gonna go get I'm gonna go get a couple pieces of Easter candy for us. Oh
0: well I would take that, but. you
1: so like seriously, I'm gonna walk away. So you go ahead, you do this, you do this, and I'll be back.
0: <laughs> you don't wanna know the answer. I don't care that much. <laughs> A man named Mr. Short Temper had a job at a business that makes designs for and produces kebab sticks. The company, even though very successful, was losing money and needed to downsize some of the workers. Mr. Short Temper was one of the workers who was fired. Mr. Short Temper had a very, very short temper. He lost it all the time. What he decided to do was go after the company's president, Mr. Wise With Money. He didn't know what the president or his family looked like, but he knew the address where he lived. He broke into the house one day and took Mr. Wisewith Money's wife and daughter hostage. The president was informed and got to his house as soon as possible. He asked for the bullhorn the police had and said one thing that made Mr. Short Temper give up. What did he say? Well, since Abby's not here to answer. Okay. <laughs> The (laughs) thank, thank you for the Twix. The president told him that these people weren't his family, but rather his maid and the maid's daughter. Mr. Short-temper, not knowing what his family looked like, thought he was telling the truth and decided he wouldn't get the point across by taking the maid and daughter hostage. That's kind of a terrible oh. teaser. Wow. That's a bad answer.
1: Boy, I'm really that's glad, that's lame. I I'm glad I didn't stick for that one. Hey, you know what I did? <laughs> you know what I did discover when I was in there? Ooh, these are melty. Um, why is there only one Reese's egg left, Jason?
0: Uh, because Jack and Henry had one earlier today because... You somehow let Jack know where the candy was hidden, and he mm. he was under the impression that he gets one every day. Mm. I mm. Sorry to eat in your ears here, folks, but...
1: These are good. These Look, are, you can it's, mm. it's Easter. You can't let this candy go to waste, okay? it's true. We deserve, and besides, we deserve, after a brain teaser like that, I hope everybody goes and gets a piece of Easter candy. <laughs> we deserve it. <laughs> All
0: right, let's talk about full-timing. Let's talk about the future of full-timing. Mm-hmm we strongly hold the belief that after this pandemic is over, there is going to be a a big burst in the number of people that are interested, at least, uh, if not participate in full-time RVing. And there are lots of reasons why. Currently, 1 million to 2 million full-timers are out there on the road, according to the RVIA, the RV Industry Association. And that's according to um, a study that they did in 2018, which said it was just over a million at that point. So they, they estimate that there's um, a little bit more, but somewhere between one and two million at this point.
1: Now, I would ask, to yeah. I always wonder about these RVIA studies, because are they taking into account um, schoolie owners? Do they count those that have converted the school bus and have gone full time? Because if they're not, that number is like
0: forty people. I don't know.
1: Forty people. How many, how
0: many school bus owners do you think there Lord are? Lord
1: have mercy, Jason. You need to like get on the gram and you need to search the hashtag bus okay. life, and then I'm and then you and I will have that. Okay, discussion. maybe it's okay. like.
0: But do you think it's over like five thousand?
1: Yes, I do. All right, I fully believe that.
0: <laughs> anyway. There are, Don't, don't at me I don't know that. if it includes schoolie owners. That's well, a very oddly specific question I that I don't know the answer to.
1: Alternative RVs. I don't know. Are they only tracking those sold at dealers? I have a lot of questions. I, I,
0: I do not know. I do not know how the study was conducted. I was not a part of the uh, official team that conducted the study but okay, I can tell you the they believe song. it's one to two million people. I'm sure if you add the schoolie owners in there, it's not going to jump above two million. Look,
1: is this a Pew charitable trust? <laughs> <laughs> Survey. It, it, I,
0: <laughs> I believe, but this Did is Bill Gates <laughs> sponsor
1: this. Okay. I need to know
0: it. That's up from 500,000 full timers from about 15 years ago. Um, so there has been a big increase over the last decade plus. And Part of that is the fact that mobile working is more possible with the advent of real usable cellular hotspot data.
1: Absolutely. And, and we're seeing now with COVID-19 how possible it is for people to work remotely, even in those industries where they didn't think that was an option for them.
0: Right. And their their employers are becoming more and more acceptable of mobile work because they have to do it right now. So just the idea of mobile work and work from home is going to be much more acceptable when this pandemic is over and companies are going to better understand how to do it. So the uh, the ability for their employees to either work from home or work from the road will be increased. There will, there's no doubt about that, that there'll be certainly more people using Zoom, using teleconferencing, using shared documents, all that sort of stuff to to work from the road.
1: It's gonna be a boom, it'll be a digital boom. Like there's just, I, I really think you're onto something here about the fact that when it's time to get back to normal, I don't think we're gonna have a normal of what we had before this started. It will be a new normal. And I do think because also so much other travel isn't going to be available to people. People are still maybe gonna be uncomfortable to get onto airlines. You know, I heard earlier this week that COVID-19 could really be the death of the middle seat on the airline. Which is only
0: going to mean that prices are going to uh, go up for plane tickets.
1: But it's also, there's going to be even more limited availability to get on particular flights. Mm -hmm. So, you know, cruising, I don't know when anyone wants to go cruising again or what the cruise line industry is going to be able to do to sort of weather this storm.
0: Even hotel rooms, people will be less comfortable with hotel rooms than than they were before. And a lot of people RV specifically because they don't want to stay in hotel rooms ever. We're not that way. We love hotels, but a lot of people don't.
1: I'm rethinking how much I love hotels. I'm perfectly (laughs) honest. And that is no shade to the hotel industry. That's just my my feelings of wanting to be safe mm-hmm. right now.
0: But some, but this this coronavirus and and the um, the change in travel, uh, I can tell you that the RV industry. I, I said this last week. The RV industry is very bullish on the outlook for the future. Um, I, I'm not so hot. On that, I, I think a lot of people aren't going to be able to afford RVs coming up. But the full-timers segment is a is a bright sector for them. I think there will be a lot of full-timers interested in it, and it, it. I think there will be a lot more people interested in full-timing. And it's not going to be just because of this. There are going to be some technology changes that are going to make full-timing much, much easier in the coming months and the coming year. First of all, the merger between T-Mobile and Sprint. Is going to impact cellular data, which is the the biggest uh, the biggest thorn in the side of any mobile worker is cellular data. There have been some huge restrictions recently by AT&T, who offered the most options for uh, for unlimited cellular data. But now that now that T-Mobile and Sprint are joining forces, they're going to become a third big carrier. Because so far it's been Verizon and AT&T at the top, and then much further below was T-Mobile and Sprint and some other companies. But with the merger of those two, they will be a real competitor for AT&T and Verizon, which is going to mean lower prices. It's going to mean better availability. T-Mobile is spending tons and tons of money on 5G networks right now, uh, which is sort of the hot thing. So 5G is going to make some of somewhat of a big difference it's not going to uh, matter so much for people who are out in the national parks out traveling in rural areas (laughs) you're not going to have a lot of access to 5g data but
1: and all those stadiums with 5g i don't think it's (laughs) going to matter much right now (laughs) in those stadiums either
0: now what is going to make a, a big dent uh in the competition uh for for data for mobile data is satellite Now, satellite internet has been around for a while, but it has not been the greatest thing. It's been difficult to connect to, it's costly, uh, and it's been slow. It has sped up dramatically, but you have to be in a very specific spot, and it doesn't cover the whole country. But Starlink, which is run by Elon Musk from Tesla...
1: I love that name. It just feels very, like... I don't know, Ziggy Pop sort of, (laughs) of Starlink, I don't know.
0: They are building this massive, low-flying satellite network. Tons and tons of satellites up in the air uh, that that are in a low orbit that will be able to offer really fast data. And they're saying it's going to be cheaper than what we're paying now from the cell companies. And the beauty about satellite is you'll be able to get it anywhere. Now, you can't always get satellite anywhere because you have to be in the path of the satellite. But they say, and I'm sure the coronavirus is slowing this down, but they do say by the end of this year, they will be offering service to Canada and the northern parts of the United States. And by summer of next year, they'll be covering the entire United States.
1: Do you think it's slowing it down or do you think it's amping it up?
0: Um, I don't know. i I mean I'm sure they're having uh, they might be having manufacturing, you know, lags and stuff like that. Perhaps launches. I don't I don't know if it's it's affected launches or anything. um, because they do continue to need to get more and more satellites in there. I guess
1: it depends on how essential you think
0: this particular Well and the antennas have to be manufactured. So Mm -hmm. the antennas are about they're they're about the size and shape of a pizza box and they'll go on the roof of any vehicle. Uh, Or, you know, campgrounds will be able to use them as well to provide Wi-Fi in the campground. It's really going to drastically change the landscape. Even if you don't end up getting satellite internet, it may affect the pricing and availability and speed uh, and limits on cellular data. And
1: I'm here for that because the pricing is starting to just get ridiculous. Yeah, it's
0: going to be a, a big, big game changer. You know, my favorite word, my favorite phrase, game changer uh, (laughs) for people that wish to have this type of lifestyle. I mean, if you can get for even you know what I would I would pay two hundred and fifty bucks a month for unlimited data if it was real, true, available, unlimited data. But they're talking about this being like 50 bucks a month.
1: That would be amazing. Yeah. You know, and considering that all of us right now are looking to save a little bit of money anywhere we can save it. I would welcome that. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And they're saying it, it won't necessarily be as fast as 5G, but it will be as fast or faster than 4G. And 4G is absolutely plenty. I mean, When you can watch HD video on like four different screens in one RV, which we have done we have many done. times, 4G is plenty fast enough for, for gonna, our needs.
1: I'm going to say this, though. I'm not going to hold my breath on pricing yeah. Because we all saw what AT and T did with yeah. the road link when they were working with Togo. Yeah. That was again something too good to be true and they decided to make it untrue and took it yeah. away. So, you know, they might want to get us all into the satellite world and squeeze us all in with this great pricing. And I I I wouldn't be surprised if it starts to tick itself up a little bit. We'll
0: see what happens for sure. We'll see. Um, So those are some of the reasons why we think that this lifestyle will be more exciting to people. But there are also some issues that are arising because of the coronavirus that might be driving more people into the full-time lifestyle. Maybe they can't afford their mortgage payments or their rent payments anymore, and they already own an RV. Maybe they're going to get out on the road because it's the perfect time to drop that mortgage or drop that rent payment because they've lost their job or their job has been reduced they've depleted their savings that sort of stuff RVing full-time can be a more affordable lifestyle than living at a home base it's not always however and I want to caution people on that because it can be more expensive depending on the type of lifestyle that you want to lead
1: and you can of campgrounds you go to and how often you eat out now again We're talking about this not as though we expect this to happen tomorrow. We still very much encourage everyone to continue to shelter in place as long as they possibly can. We're talking future when we start to see our new normal. That this is really what this conversation is about. So I'm not saying to you tomorrow, sell your house and go get an RV. So I'm not anybody saying anybody
0: should that. ever do that. Right? <laughs> this is we're not That's a very personal decision. Mm-hmm. Um, that's between that, you that is and a, the RV and your house. A difficult one to make. But, um, you know, you can also ha- live a very minimalist lifestyle without getting into an RV as Absolutely. well. Absolutely, uh, But th- that will affect us. I mean, there will be more people that just just as a lot of people won't be able to afford an RV, a lot of people aren't going to be able to afford their mortgages coming up as we continue into this uh, hopefully short-lived recession. But it doesn't look like it's going to be that short-lived.
1: No. And can I say something, too? If I had the opportunity to talk to RV manufacturers right now, One thing I would say to them, all of them, is you have got to start designing rigs for full-time travelers. You have got to stop thinking that every rig you sell... Is for a weekend warrior or for someone who just camps, you know, 50 nights a year or something. You,
0: and, yeah, and, and the, that
1: is very, that is a very valiant and very real thing. And that is a part of this industry, those who go out and camp when they can camp. I do not have any issue with that. I think any night spent in an RV is a great night. What I really want the industry to start doing though is to recognize. Those of us out on the road who have chosen this lifestyle with their rig and start thinking about us when you're doing floor plans, start thinking about us when you screw in a bolt to connect the water to something, you know, like just think about the fact that these are just not necessarily recreational vehicles anymore
0: at the same time buyers need to demand that and buyers need to uh buyers need to spend the money on the rigs that do offer some of those features and that quality because the rv manufacturers will continue to build to the least common denominator they will continue to build for you to walk onto that lot and to buy it right there and to never use it (laughs) all they really care about is what you see in front of you that you pull the trigger and buy it. And you have to be a much more discerning buyer.
1: And I don't think because I travel full time, I deserve a better put together rig than someone who goes out and travels on the weekends with their family or goes out for a two week vacation. I don't think no, that at all. No, they should all be put together better. We should, better. All, yeah, we should <laughs> all get a rig that's going to last no matter what kind of wear and tear we put it through. And certainly we absolutely love the trailer that we are in, but we are absolutely frustrated with the trailer that we are in because of some of the poor manufacturing choices that have been made.
0: So that sort of leads into the, the next part of this conversation, is what the world needs to do, what the United States needs to do, or North America needs to do to continue to, uh, to, to offer the, I don't want to say support. But the ability for these people to exist on the road, Mm -hmm. to make it a little bit easier, to help us integrate into society a little bit better, and to understand that people are going to be nomadic in the future, just like we were years and years ago when we're traveling across the country in covered wagons. We're going to be more and more nomadic. As as I mean, they're in, not even in RVs. There are people that that move from Airbnb to Airbnb. Yeah, absolutely. There are people that rent an apartment for a month and and then another one for a month. I want to do that
1: sometime. I want to do that with our family. I want to do it in Europe, like in the next couple of years. That's exactly what I want to do. And you know, I think. When I think back to the covered wagon, like it just, you know, when I was a kid growing up, I absolutely loved Little House on the Prairie and Laura Ingalls, and I wanted to be like that. And I had no idea that I would do it in a modern day version. But, you know, that idea is deeply rooted in who we are as a country. You know, we moved from place to place to place for a really, really long time. Mm Mm-hmm and now this idea that we need to sit down in one place and just be there forever is a beautiful idea. But there's also a bunch of us who don't want to do that. So how can we find a way to bring those people into the fold as well? We
0: need an infrastructure in our society that, that just allows us to integrate nomadic life in a better way. We need to have better options for things like driver's license renewal, um, tag renewal, mail forwarding, all that sort of stuff, voting. Um, there needs to be ways, secure ways that we can deal with that stuff in a lifestyle that allows people to move about. And that's not just for full-time RVers. That's going to be for snowbirds. That's going to be for anybody who isn't in their home city every day of the year. And and I think that's going to be more and more important Going forward, we need a dealership and repair uh, uh, facility and warranty network that allows for rigs to be easily fixed at in you know, an appropriate Preach speed it. wherever you are in the country. We need to not have to have RVs sitting in the shop for six months to f- to you know replace an axle or something oh, like it's that. It's
1: heartbreaking to hear people tell these stories about how long their rigs mm-hmm. have sat in a shop and they've gone. All, whole seasons, whole RV seasons, have passed them by, yeah, because they can't use their RV. It's just heartbreaking.
0: So this is a this long way around the bend to say, um,
1: this is the w- the TLDR <laughs> version. We're we,
0: I'm, so we're recognizing this need that there are going to be be more full timers out there. So what we're going to do here in the coming weeks, uh, we're going to kick off a series of episodes that are geared towards new full-timers, to learning about how to do this, how to, and not not just full-timing, to long-term camp. If you wanna travel for the whole summer, you wanna he- head out for the winter, that sort of stuff, but the ability to take your life with you wherever you uh, wherever you go. So in the future, we're gonna have a series of episodes and YouTube videos and, and articles on the website um, that will sort of all work together Uh, To help anybody sort of as a uh, uh, as a class, you know, for anybody interested in joining the full time RV lifestyle.
1: And while we've talked about this stuff before on the podcast and little pieces here and there, we've never done sort of like a through line on it. We've never done an entire series. I can't believe in 141 episodes, we've never done a series on anything.
0: No, we've done a couple like two-part.
1: Yeah, and that's just usually travel destinations. So it's kind of exciting. And we're also gonna do this looking at it through the lens of what travel is going to be like going forward, what it's gonna be like to be a full-timer going forward. Because whether we like it or not, really until there is a vaccine for covid-19 things are not going to go back to the way that they were yeah. they're going to start to come back in pieces here and there but we're not as a, an entire country and especially as travelers going to be back to the way things were just 35 days ago so it'll be really interesting to look at it through that lens and just kind of put this whole thing together and I don't know. We'll see how it goes.
0: Yeah, so it might not start next week, but it'll start soon. And it, it's not going to be the whole episode. So those of you that have no interest in We're going, going full time, there's going to still be a, a, a lot for you. And I think there, I think you'll also gain a lot from from the discussion on full time uh, stuff because a lot of it pertains to, like I said, anybody that wants to travel for three weeks at a time or mm-hmm. four weeks at a time. It's
1: just long term uh, yeah. travel. Yeah. And don't worry. The brain teaser is still going to be here. <laughs> don't <nobody> freak out. <laughs> We'll still have it every week. It's not going to go anywhere. All right. So it'll, but it'll be great. And it's nice to have um, something to kind of plan. And, you know, things have started to get a little monotonous around here. Yesterday I was feeling really restless. Yesterday and so, was rough. Re- yesterday was really rough. It's possible that the seven loads of laundry and the trip to Walmart I made yesterday kind of added to that rough. But yesterday was rough. So I'm really looking forward to talking about something that brings me joy.
0: Cool. All right. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll have... The Fresh Tank, Black Tank segment, and the new Brain Teaser. (laughs) RV Miles is sponsored by the Highway Weather App. When it comes to RV travel, weather safety is a top priority, which is why the Highway Weather app provides weather forecasts for road trips along every point of your route, adjusted to your time of travel. You can compare forecasts, get recommendations for the best time to head out, get severe weather alerts, add rest stops, and more. Did we mention all of that is included free in the app? For subscribers, there's a hands-free background feature to automatically alert you to upcoming bad weather. To download the app, visit highwayweather.io today or look for it in your iOS or Android app store. All right, it's time for the Fresh Tank Black Tank segment where we talk about our least favorite and our most favorite and the stinky things that are happening in the world today, uh, Abby. Kick us off with your black tank, please.
1: I will. So my black tank goes to any company right now that is attempting to profit off of the coronavirus. (laughs) Uh, If your name is not Corona, back off of this. Like we got uh, a immediate, like, I don't know, an e-blast. I guess I'll call it that. Is that what we still call them? And it was saying, if you buy X product, we will include 5 Masks, and I just I'm not here for that. I don't appreciate that. I don't think that you should be selling masks or including them with purchase. At least not when it comes to uh, yeah. I mean, you should you can sell them.
0: I mean, people want to buy them, but yes, they shouldn't be like oh bonus. And um, this is a product totally unrelated to to anything having to do with anything regulated. Let me just say, I
1: don't want to call them out, but I'm just going to say it's a solar product. Okay. And this is sort of like if Apple comes out with a new phone, the iPhone 12, and they say, oh, when you buy the new iPhone 12, we're going to give you five medical masks. Now, someone had said to me, well, I'm sure they're not medical grade masks. And I said, you're probably right. But I went back and I looked at the blurb. I looked at what they wrote and in their email, it said, Medical masks they didn't go as far as saying medical grade yeah. but I think that you get into some really murky waters when you drop the word medical and how I, about
0: you know what would you know what would work for me if you said buy our product and we'll donate five masks absolutely. to a hospital,
1: Absolutely. I think to myself, if you That's have... a problem with
0: that. But... <laughs> right. I mean, it's still saying... <laughs> subscribe to our bye. email list and I'll donate five. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> I just don't
1: think that we should be using this as a time to play on fear. Because we all are afraid of trying to get masks. It's a real thing in this country right now, you know, especially for our medical community. And so I think to myself, if you are a solar company, you are, uh, for lack of a better word, not an essential right now. I think everybody's essential, but please just bear with me. Then you need to take those masks that you are hoarding and you need to go donate them. That's the thing to do. And don't try to sell me Just if you want to send an email that says, hey, high five us because we had all these masks in our warehouse and we decided to take them and and donate them. Or we donated X amount and we kept some for our workers. I would be so much more impressed with you as a company and as human beings. And that would make me want to buy your product more than me getting an email that says, oh, if I buy this product for $175, they're going to send me five masks. I'm not here for that. I don't want it. I unsubscribed. I don't want your product.
0: All right. Fresh tank.
1: Fresh tank. Oh, I'm. this is a 180, okay? Listen, a lot of us have had to cancel Disney trips. It's not the end of the world, I know, but it's still a bummer, right? And so those trips have been canceled. However, if you have little ones, or maybe you don't have little ones. You don't have to have little ones. Disney has the Disney bedtime hotline that you can call that is now available until the end of April and essentially what you do is you call the hotline and Mickey or one of his pals is going to come on and they're going to say goodnight to your little ones and it's very very sweet so if this is something if you've got kids that you are headed to Disney for spring break and we have a few friends that were supposed to be in Disney right now and your kiddos are bombed this is just a really nice way to kind of offset that. You can go to shopdisney.com or just call 877 7 And it'll be a little special bedtime wow, message. That's it's, very nice. I know. Only until April 30th, though. And then Mickey has to go and do some other things. <laughs> All right, Jason, what is your black tank? What is stinky to you this week?
0: <laughs> My black tank this week is... Uh, electrical advice on Facebook and <laughs> in, in some of these Facebook groups, when you don't know anything about electricity,
1: you get so frustrated with please don't electrical be sharing advice,
0: electrical <laughs> advice. Uh, when you don't know. And it usually comes down to when people are trying to install their own post at their home. Uh, whether it's for 30 amp or 50 amp and people trying to offer them advice and the wrong advice they're asking questions and in most a lot of the answers are good an electrician good electrician let me tell you this electricians don't know jack about RVs and they actually do need a little bit of instruction on what needs to be installed there are countless instances of 30 amp outlets being installed for RVs at somebody's home and the electrician has installed what is actually meant for a, a welder or a stove, um, that is 220 volts, and mm. that is going to fry everything in a 30 amp rig. Now, there's also a lot of confusion over the fact that a 50 amp outlet is tw- 220 volts, and it is sort of a standard, so it's, there's a lot less confusion when, when an electrician has to install a 50 amp outlet. Um, and I know this is you know, you know what 220 I say, yeah, you know what I say to that.
1: 220, 221, whatever.
0: But a standard 50 amp RV receptacle is actually technically a 240 volt or 220, whatever you like to say, uh, receptacle because it has two wires that can be used, two hot wires that can be used together to create 240 volts. But uh, your RV doesn't use it that way. So, uh, but it's still called a 240 volt outlet but anyway there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of ah, there's a lot of facebook electrical advice don't give it if you don't know anything about electricity please 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 it's just you're dangerous. just it's dangerous it's dangerous very, it's very, super dangerous. dangerous i mean i know a lot about electricity and i i'm very careful about what i actually say because i don't want to i mean if i'm really going to say something i'm really going to look it up and make sure that i'm right and yeah. i've got a but an electricity adjacent degree, you know, I mean.
1: <laughs> you can make a stage look real pretty.
0: <laughs> uh, and I'm that's not, not trying to brag or anything. I'm just trying to say like.
1: Do you hear that? It, Do you hear it, that it takes, tooting? It, it's it, that like no, a horn. I'm saying, Do you hear? Where is that? Where's that horn that's it, tooting? Stop it. I can hear it. Oh, oh! I'm sorry. You you are speaking about your your electricity at Jace. I'm
0: saying I'm saying I know enough to be dangerous. (laughs) I mean, and that's I mean it's a real thing. I mean, like you, if you know enough to be dangerous, that's that's when you start making mistakes. Absolutely. So be very careful when it comes to electricity and RVs and doing anything out of the normal.
1: Yeah, and this doesn't apply just to Facebook. No, like the, it you, don't, to life don't, don't keep yeah don't be like well i can't give it on facebook yes. but i'm gonna go give it on instagram or on
0: youtube <laughs> or at the campground or at the campground or to your mom
1: to, yeah to your mom don't give that advice to your mama all right what is your fresh tank sir
0: uh a couple of weeks ago we had the florida rv uh rv park and campground association on the show to talk about um, what campgrounds down there are doing. And uh, I've got a new update from, from them, 62 RV parks in Florida and counting, more being added every day. 62 RV parks have now uh, offered free month-long stays to any healthcare workers that need to quarantine because they have all of these park model rentals That are available. So this isn't just RV camping spot for somebody that has an RV. They're actually offering up their park models for people to come stay at if they're a healthcare worker and they need to quarantine from their family uh, for an entire month. most of the campgrounds involved right now are part of the sun rv resorts there are a lot of those in in florida but more and more like i said are added every day i'm sure they're they're way over 62 now since i talked to them uh just a couple days ago and we're seeing instances like that all across the country uh of rv parks and and campgrounds and and rv rental companies and dealerships helping out to really provide opportunities for healthcare workers and first responders to quarantine themselves uh, from their families. Because how scary is that to have to go to work every day in a hospital and deal with coronavirus patients and then come home to your kids?
1: And you know what, can we, since we're talking about this, I just want to add a little special fresh tank on. And I just want to say to Laura, if she is listening, that we just want to thank you for the work that you are doing. She popped onto our wondering family yesterday and shared a photo of herself in her full ER garb and she wrote that she just started her job in the ER in New York and that she was so glad she was able to bring her RV because it's nice to come home after four 12-hour shifts a week. They're on a travel assignment, a medical travel assignment, originally from Southern Illinois. And so I just want to say to her that, you know, we thank you for what you're doing and you're doing some great work up in New York and we know how much they appreciate it there. And she was really, really sweet because she said that we kept them company on their 15 hour drive. And that's going to bring tears to my eyes because I'm glad that we could be with them when they go to do what's very important.
0: If anybody out there is listening that is is a healthcare worker our hearts are with you and
1: we're so thankful for you yes thank you for what you're doing all right time to wrap it up (laughs) let's
0: wrap it up with a brain teaser
1: (laughs) oh yeah we still have to do that your favorite thing i love brain teasers
0: (laughs) the mitchells want to do something interesting as a family this weekend here is an idea from each person of what they'd like to do for fun one go fishing in a lake two play a card board or arcade games Three, explore a rainforest, or four, visit a petting zoo. If mom has zoophobia and dad has dendrophobia, Alan has pogonophobia, and Jasmine has limnophobia, what can this family do together for fun?
1: not leave their house (laughs)
0: that's what they do they don't leave their house we'll have the answer to that and a whole lot more on next week's episode of the rv miles podcast
1: we absolutely will and we want to thank you all so much for joining us like we say every single week and to those of you who are still going over to apple Podcasts and leaving a five-star review for us thank you thank you thank you from the bottom of our hearts we hope if you're listening to this podcast or watching it on youtube that you will subscribe so you never miss a free weekly episode. RV Miles is all across social media as well. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter Lite. You can find (laughs) us there. Just search for RV Miles. And of course, if you want more travel dreaming podcasts, please join us over at America's National Parks and at the See America podcast. Until next week, everyone, keep logging those RV miles.
0: Bye, everybody.